Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Dolphin Song. Five, four, three, two, one. It's the final countdown. <laughs> oh, move, move, move. I have a Hi. very hold on. <laughs> She's an eager bottom. I have a very special guest in the Drive All Night Studios slash Zoom room. Hi, it's Matthew Hannon. Hi, Matthew. Hi, friend. Just so you know, so, because so yes, lovely so to you, be you, back. you you lead, you lead. This is your show. What was I doing? Go, go for it. <laughs> I Well, I have so many questions. I'm just eager to get started. But, you know, I can we can foreplay a little bit. So what do you need to say? Question number one is, why am I here? Yeah. Who is it's, this? <laughs> it's because after four years of hosting this show, I was thinking about all the guests that I've had over the years and who I've had the most fun with. And you're definitely in that list. You've been on this show, even though you're not necessarily a Tory fan, you've been very very supportive of my fandom because because you're an obsessive Mariah Carey fan. So you get it. You get fandom. You know what fandom is. I do. I do. I do. Absolutely. So I thought I couldn't wrap up my last like month or two on this show without having you on to say goodbye to me and to shower me with love and praise. I mean, you truly are the one that keeps me going. Thank you. Far away. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was actually really touched when you were like, you know, I want to, I want to bring back people because I have had, so much fun when we've done this and it it um you know i've listened to a song that i hadn't heard before and was like i've got thoughts we'll wait we'll wait we'll get yeah, into yeah, stuff. you you listen yeah, to yeah, dolphin yeah. song which we'll talk about in a minute but the last time we did this we were in chicago do you remember yes and we did it in a hotel room yeah a hotel room in chicago after didn't we see like the challenge mania that night or something yes I don't remember. we did yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fun wasn't that fun so funny that was a <laughs> long time ago what it, what it was like a lifetime ago right i know different people how have you been i've been okay yeah anything new happening in your life i'm doing better now i haven't seen you in years that has it really been years it really has been you never come visit me you tell me all these stories about you going to new york and then you never come to la where you're from basically i know i know awful i have no excuse no actually it was funny because my dad my dad was like hey what when are you going out to uh I can't remember what he said, a random city where I was like, I have never been there. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you went for your friend's uh, wedding or something. And I was like, what? And what we eventually realized was he was talking about when I went to Las Cruces uh, for oh. your birthday. Oh, yeah. You came to visit yeah. me and my family for my birthday in September yes. of 2021. What a pivotal moment in my life. It really was. I was at the very early stages of a mental health crisis. <laughs> I'm sure you recall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I we're, do. We're very honest here. You know, this is our community. This is our family. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you gotta be. Yeah, I was in the early stages of a really drastic life change. Yeah. I mean, I you say wrong. early stages, and for me, it was uh, knowing you for as long as we have. Feel, feel You're like, like yeah, like 10 years into coming. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, yeah. God. New for you. I know. The rest of us had already gone through phase three and four. <laughs> it's true. I believe that to be true. Or wave, wave three and four, since we're talking about dolphin song, which I've studied incredibly. Okay, so we pull dolphin song today, this first day of November, as we go into the harvest season, Dia de los Muertos, all of these things. Halloween is long behind us. And we pull dolphin song, which I have to tell you, I'm not going to lie to you. This is 100% fact. I pulled up 
the song and I always pull up the lyrics like just to re- when I'm listening to the song, I try to read along with the lyrics and see if anything pops out. And I realized that I never knew the opening line to the song was yes. Matthew bringing your fishing nets. I always thought she was singing to her husband. I met you bringing your fishing nets. Have you caught yourself no. a woman yet? Like, cause she's I singing know. to her husband. I thought she was saying met you, not Matthew. How perfect. I know it. That uh, was a little spooky. I know that Halloween just passed, but that was a little spooky. <laughs> Were you scared? In the best way, yes. Also, because I here's what I do when you have me listen to these songs, right? I listen to it without anything. No clothes, no respect, <laughs> no nothing. No, like eyes closed, really just listening. What am I catching, right? What am I yeah. feeling? What are my what are my initial reactions? And then I listen to it again, going through the lyrics. And now I feel that you should just call me like Ma- Matthew. <laughs> That's how you should refer to me now. Um, Matthew. See, you can see how I thought she was saying met you. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Because I did not catch that that was my name. Yeah. And to <laughs> be quite you. honest, I don't know that she caught it either. <laughs> um, but you also know I'm a Pisces. Oh, you are. Oh shit, March yes. 9th. Yes. I know. There's a lot there's a lot in this one. Oh my god, it is about you. Whoa. So weird. So how do you take that? How do you take that? How do you as as the person that the song was written about, how do you take it? I feel like, you know, I, I was as I was prepping for a little conversation here cuz I like to give the people what they want. You know, I was like <sighs> I feel like the song has a little bit of everything, right? Like Bill Hader from that Saturday Night Live skit. He's so famous where I'm like, it's got intrigue. It's got mystery. <laughs> it's got vulnerability. It's got some questions. It's got some lust. It's got, you know, it's got it's sort of got everything you need. And the music itself, which I found to be really interesting, changes a lot through the song and somehow still all feels very connected. It's very fluid, if you will. Oh, like um, liquid. Exactly. Exactly. Is it smooth like Dolphin? It's smooth like dolphin. The idea of dolphin. Yeah. Not a dolphin. Not smooth not like a, a dolphin. dolphin. Yeah. Like just yeah. the concept. The concept. Yes. Dolph- dolphinology. <laughs> yes. Dol- dolphinism. It's a, it's dolphinism. a song about um... dolphinism. But you know what else dawned on me? You know, because obviously this is probably going to be the last time I get to do this with you since you're <laughs> um, dying tomorrow. I uh, am not dying today. The Adela Smart House. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But no, I was I was really like, what have I over the years come to appreciate when I'm listening to Tori? And this is real, real, because I know you think I fluff, which I do from time <laughs> to time, the, the men. But it dawned on me listening to this song, how fucking incredibly in control she is of her voice. Oh. And I say that as, as an obsessive fan of Mariah Carey, the meticulousness with which she is phrasing things mm-hmm. sort of like uh and and crafting the song in terms of like notes and melody i think is really underrated for her because you could listen to it and think oh this is just sort of a folksy thing where it sort of like goes where it goes and there's not really a lot of intention or specificity right uh-huh. but that would be so wrong i mean yeah. like when you listen to this there's so much happening that feels and, I, and i'm realizing again going back to the other songs that i have come to really appreciate from her over the years of how um, intentional and specific. And I'm sure you as a fan and the people listening out there are going to be like, no shit. <laughs> no but shit. As a, but as a casual listener, as no, someone it's good. who, you know. I'm, it's good that that comes across. And it's really, I'm really grateful that you take the time to like listen to things because, and you've taken the time to actually go see Tori in concert. Because I've yes, never seen Mariah yes. because Mariah's prices are out of my price range. <laughs> but I know. I know. But but I would love to. Um, but you have seen Tori. You saw Tori in Chicago 2022, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, with the band, right? Yes, yes, yes. with the band. Yeah, so you saw her last. So you've seen her twice now. Once in 2017 yeah. solo, and once in 2020. 20- I saw the like Fox phone news thing. That was 2017, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I saw her the last time she was here. Okay, good. Well, and then not you- the last time she was here, but like. 20, she ended 20... with Almost Rosie in 2017, I remember. Okay, but this is what she says about this song. Some songs seem to have a timeline for when they want to be finished and put out into the world. At the time we were working on Dolphin Song, which was 2003, she said, I had all kinds of ideas for her development after the basic tracking had been done. Instead, she got set aside for a while. But once we started to go through the tape library, we put Dolphin up on the faders again. And I realized we didn't need to record anything else. It was finished. So that's what she says about this song. It was done. That's great. Unlike these vault tracks from Taylor Swift, which recently came out. And I feel like, Taylor, maybe you should have finished those. <laughs> Taylor, we love Taylor. We do love Taylor. I love we Taylor. love Taylor. I'm going to go see the Taylor Swift Eras tour movie at Alamo Draft House. Uh, this I saw the tour. Twice. I know. How lucky for yeah. you. How wonderful. Yeah. How'd you get tickets? I can't give away my secret. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know awful. some people who know some people. Who? You know? Tell me their emails here on the air. <laughs> Uh, so dolphin song has never been performed and so what can we take (gasps) from this song yeah even though phyllis a friend of mine phyllis has been trying to get her to perform it for a very long time she's not performed it ever i don't know why i know because i would love to hear it in person there's so much happening there's a lot happening it's a great love song and i feel like you know there's there's a lot that we could maybe take into our day, especially when it comes into relationships. And this line that sticks with me a lot is, and boy, I know, I know that you burn for your water spirit. You know astrology, right? Oh, yes, I do. I'm a Pisces. Okay. Are Leos? The Leos are not water signs. No, Leos are not water signs. Okay. So what I'm thinking is happening here is that even though they have this like tremendous love story, the two characters in this story or in this song she's still the refrain is i know that you burn for your water spirit she always knows that she's not necessarily the only one his eye is on that he's like Mm -hmm. always longing for something more but that doesn't stop them from building this wonderful partnership where he's going to race a giant roller skate and like free them from this like castle or whatever mythology is going on so if there's that you can have great love even if it's not um you know, necessarily 100% perfect. There's never, it's never going to be 100% perfect. But I think that's where you really see where the love lies, you know, because like the whole thing about like, and I know the links you'd go to, what is it like chase the wave behind me? It's like, mm-hmm. chase the roughest tide actually, behind me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the love that she actually needs. Mm-hmm. And the other stuff that is sort of a concept like dolphin, right? It's <laughs> yeah. not necessarily. It's, I think it's what we are sort of conditioned to believe we want. It's not always what we need. That's true. And it's never what we get. It's uh, never. Well, I'll tell you, I, I haven't gotten it. Yeah, I never have gotten it once in my life. It's never oh, been perfect. Um, 16. <laughs> how wonderful. How wonderful. What a wonderful interpretation of this song. I also, before we end, because I feel like you're trying to wrap me up. No, here. no, no. no. But, we have um... time. <laughs> Okay, this good. is my show. <laughs> You're like, thanks so much for stopping by. Yeah, thank you. Get um, out of the studio. I have to say, when I first listened to it, you know, the little oohs and ahs, I was like, this reminds me of something. The layering of it reminded me of something. And then it was the second time I listened to it that it struck me. And I haven't gone back to listen to this song, so I could be way off base. But I thought there was something telling here as well, <gasps> that it 
brought to mind Madonna's secret. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll play them back to back today. Yeah. And I was like, just that sort of thing where, you know, again, and if you look at that song lyrically, it's sort of, I know that that song also in terms of uh, certain critique and whatnot and historical, like <laughs> looking back has become something of a, a song for a particular portion of the population that I'm not acquainted with. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to like wrap, I'm trying to wrap a lot of things in my mind right now. Um, so I don't want to take any, what I'm saying is I don't want to take anything away from what that song means to certain people. Yes. But in, in relation to this song, there is that, that sort of needing versus wanting. And oh, interesting. Is what you get, like what you see, what you get, you know, all those questions that come to mind when you're weighing what you have with what you think you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. And I'm going to, I can't wait to explore the secret song, but all I can think of is when Madonna's secret came out when I was a kid, magic one Oh five in Las Cruces, New Mexico would do these like parody numbers of songs. And they uh -huh. did a parody of Secret, and it was about my baby needs some secret. It was so dumb. <laughs> it was it, it infuriated me because at that time I was obsessed with Madonna. <laughs> I, well, I know. I know. It was terrible. Okay, now let's talk more about your love of Tori. Let's talk about your love of Mariah, because is there oh. any link between Tori's doll? Like, like Tori Amos, Mariah Carey has also written a song called Honey and Butterfly, and like all, oh, and yes. I'm and sure Bliss. Sugar. And Bliss. Yeah, I love Bliss. I love Mariah's Bliss. So I mean, that's one is there the any best. Yeah, it's so good. Are there any dolphin references, I'm sure, in Mariah's body of work? So in her body of work, not necessarily, but there is um she has an affinity for swimming with dolphins. It's like one of her oh. happiest pastimes, you know, because oh. she's insanely rich. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine me being like, I love dolphins. I'm gonna swim with them. I like I can't even afford to like watch the dolphin screensaver on Apple TV, like on my TV. Like yeah. it's too much. But uh I do think that it's interesting because you know when you're a fan and it's like you can sort of relate anything to anything, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that happened for me when you were like, and it's dolphin song. And I'm like, oh, dolphin, Mariah loves swimming with dolphins. And there's this very famous video of a dolphin getting very excited oh, when no. Mariah Carey hits a, hits a whistle note. And it's oh, like wow. communing with the dolphins. <laughs> But it's that sort of tie into like, you know, this like water spirit thing. And I was like, I oh. bet you, I bet you he was looking for Mariah. Oh, he was oh, looking for maybe. Mariah and got, and got Tori. Got Tori. And, that's, and, that's, <laughs> and that's perfect. Good. But he's is. so lucky. He's lucky. He, we should all be that lucky. We should all be that lucky. Okay. So because this is my last time on the show, this is my last like time having guests i do want to make sure that everybody knows rose will be taking over starting next year and rose is tremendous can't wait to hear her version of the show it's going to be fantastic so do tune in can't for wait rose. to be a guest rose invite rose, me, rose. take note <laughs> take note <laughs> so i decided that with every guest here i have two things i want to do i want to pull a prism oracle card that will tell you how to feel and like let's just like check in with our feeling of the day you know, and okay. how and sometimes it aligns with the song that we pull. Most of the time it seems to, and then sometimes it doesn't. But the one I pulled today is Passion. And I want to and I'm gonna read oh. you the it's in the red family of cards, and I want to read you the card, and then I want you to tie it into Dolphin Song. And passion okay. is how you perceive passion can depend on what lens you view it through. Passion may be associated with lust and temptation, or it may suggest optimistic action, like a fire in your belly. 
This card encourages celebrating your passions in whatever form they take. It asks you to acknowledge the flame that sits within you, whether it's deep conviction, interest, or love. Find what strokes your inner fire. Oh, stokes. Find what stokes your inner <laughs> fire too. and enhance the excitement that comes along with it. How do you feel that relates to Dolphin Song? I mean, it's it's exactly what I was saying when I was being like, it's got this, got this, it's got the lust, it's got the vulnerability. There's the thing about being sheltered in the cocoon, right? Mm. And I think that I, I would argue, I would write a thesis if I ever wrote a paper, that passion is truly what drives us to do anything we do, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I get hungry, I'm passionate for food. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen you eat. But so, yeah, I know you have. <laughs> and it's quite passionate. It's a, yeah, it's a crime of passion, one yeah. might say. <laughs> yeah. um, Blood everywhere. But it, it, dri- <laughs> it, it drives, it's that like driving force, I think, that sort of sets the, the like course and direction of our lives, the way we engage with people and the way we move forward. This, this thing about like being in the daughter's room in the cocoon, I feel like that would only come out of a passion to protect, right? Mm-hmm. So that got to me this thing about like the sort of like fiery passion thing like i know you burn and what's really interesting about that is like i know you burn for the thing that would essentially put your fire out mm. and so that passion to sort of be neutralized right mm. and i think in in sort of like psychotherapy terms to be regulated you know uh is something oh, that we so all interesting. have right because we all have our vices that we think get us there and then throw something else off but so it goes yeah. back to like what do you actually need what do you want oh my god that's and... so true because when you get what you want it's often not like as exciting as you thought it would be or it's all right you know it's really disappointing yeah wow yeah. it puts like out your grinder, fire yeah. like I know. grinder i know, you know? I you're know. telling me God. No, you're right. Like it would put out his fire. She's saying that you burn for your water spirit that they would essentially destroy each other. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. And that may be what he wants, but is it what he needs? No. You know? No, it's because not. there's also, you know, if, if passion is like the pilot light or like the flame, right? That sort of is is always behind these things. What's next? Yeah, you're right. And passion can transmute. Like, I think that when you have stability and safety and love and consistency, you know, I think and companionship also, I think that that that's like an, I don't know, like, maybe it's not necessarily passionate, but like, it can be better than passion. <laughs> I think it can be as yeah, we get or, older. Or, I or, yeah, or the, the passion transfers to servicing that Oh, yeah. relationship that setup right and yeah and it's not gonna have those sort of like you know burning heights or that like fieriness yeah but if someone were to try to take that away from you you're gonna be real passionate about yeah, not letting sure. that happen you know and then, like so, yeah like, like the sexual passion is like a young thing too like you can't maintain that forever you ha- there's eventually can you not <laughs> well you can't can no you, you know what because I've I've been thinking lately and this weird, I don't even, I haven't ever said it out loud, but it's like weird phrase has been like floating through my head, which is you better hope that your validation addiction is healed before your looks fade or something like, you know, as you're like going through grinder and no, you, cause you get older and if you're not even grinder, but like at the precinct, for example, I'm on the older side of the people that go there and I'm starting to realize like, oh, it's harder for me to talk to people. So thank God I've worked through needing 
them to validate me and needing like dudes to pay attention to me in order to give me right. self-worth or like I'm working through that. And hopefully before my looks fade and my and I'm old and thereby completely invisible, <laughs> hopefully yeah. that is all healed by then, you know, and then that's the journey of life. And I kind of feel, um, yeah, the passion does go away after a while. Not the passion a- for Tori Amos, but the passion for sex. I don't know if it, I don't, well, I mean, I hope it doesn't. Well, you're much younger than me. Maybe it's because it's, oh, no, I'm not. What's two decades? (laughs) Um, Wow. I don't know. I mean, that's really, that's an interesting thing because I I don't, I think a few years ago, I resigned myself to the fact that like, I will never work through that. (laughs) Oh, good for you. That you'll always be like a horny bitch. Well, well, I mean, I, I hope, right. But like, who knows what happens chemically and whatnot. But in terms of being like, I, I, going to get myself to a healthy point of not needing to be validated i just don't know if that's in the cards for me so instead let let me be clear i'm at like i know that men quote unquote supposedly reach their sexual prime by like at 18 19 20 but i feel like right now i'm in my goddess era i have never been like so successful in the boudoir and also like so into it like i'm just thriving but that doesn't mean that (laughs) everybody out there you know, it, it's not like it used to be. So even though the passion is still there, like you still have to find someone equally passionate, you know? Absolutely. I, and That's I agree with part. that. I was talking about the validation thing, which I think there's also, you know, we can tie into this passion thing. Cause that's where I'm saying, like, I think my personality and my Piscean nature, right. Me being a water spirit, I'm always going to need some sort of validation. But I think, I think that my, my, uh, workaround for that mm-hmm. oh, yeah my like you know chasing the tide and the uh-huh. and making it smooth uh-huh. like dolphin dolphinism is yeah. to is to age with grace yeah you know which i think sounds weird because it's one of those things growing up where you like sort of you know obviously when you're watching entertainment or engaged in pop culture and you see these people who are who are older than you and then get older and you're like why are they doing that to themselves in terms of plastic surgery or you know Mm. other uh nefarious things that are not necessarily healthy and sort of fighting time in a way that crumbles your appreciation or idea of their confidence and like security Mm -hmm. and i hope that even though i will need external validation it will not (laughs) cause me to go against the one thing that i think i have a very solid grasp on at at the time and have where it's just like the fact that time is passing, I am fortunate enough to be passing through this time. Those mm. changes are natural. Mm. Uh, and as long as I can ride that wave, everything else will fall into place. That's really remarkable. And that's like really, because I was going to ask, like, what is grace? Like when you say age with grace, what does that mean? Because um, because I see both sides. I see that I hoped i hope exactly the same thing you kind of like just spoke my internal fears which is i really hope that um i i can't even i don't even say my age out loud you know um and it's it's hard should we do it right now no no we're not going to (laughs) that's not the journey (laughs) of this episode (laughs) but like i i've always been like okay i i won't ever get plastic surgery or anything like that and i really don't feel it and i and i hope to continue to work on that part of myself that would need that external validation but like yeah if you don't have that or if you don't even even if you do have that and you want to like you know tuck it up a little or plump it up a little you could still be operating with supreme confidence and like carry yourself with grace so it's like is grace the way that someone 
feels about themselves and the way they're aging or is the is grace how we yeah. externally yeah. No, I think view? It, I think it's that and actually I just spoke to a, a good friend of mine who's a, a few years older than us I won't name any names but mm-hmm. they recently went in for plastic surgery and talked to me about it and we're like you know uh, they had a, a lot of strong opinions on it up until this point and said something that I thought was so wise, which was just like, I know I've done the internal work, so I can do the external work. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know, and I think and I think that's the thing, right? It's like aging with grace, I truly feel is something emotional and mental, right? Yeah. The physical stuff, I yeah, but the physical that's where it gets st- a little murky no, because and it's, like... It's really compounded in the gay community too, I think. Um yeah. I remember being at the Eagle with Shaggy and Peter a long time ago and seeing this elderly man. I'm, I would guess, honestly, if I'm being honest, in late 70s, early 80s, but very, very small and very frail seeming. And he walked into and it was underwear night. So he had on a jock strap <laughs> like and he was very, very thin. And so it was like little bony legs were like <laughs> sticks coming out of his like little jock strap. And he yeah. like walked over to the Eagle bar stool and sat down and it just, he had this air of like, he was just very old and frail yeah. looking. And so I thought to myself at that moment, like, I hope that when I'm that age, this is, this is a journey for me to say out loud because when I saw that man, I, the first thing I said to myself was, I hope that when I'm that age, I'm not here at the Eagle, but at the same time, and, and as I've grown up and this was years ago, but as I've grown up, I realized like, if I am that age, if I am lucky enough to make it to that age and I want to get a fucking beer, I hope that I have the courage to go out on underwear night. I, I at this age, with this, you know, with my, I'm, I'm, I'm hotter and younger than I ever will be again. And I still don't have the courage to go out in a jockstrap on underwear night. So I hope that I have that man's courage. And I hope that I have like, you know, it, it sucks to be stuck in your apartment alone sometimes, you know what I mean? So yeah. if he came out, like I should be celebrating him and I should have like talked to him and I should have like made him feel more comfortable. And I, I regret that I didn't do that. And I regret that it was my impulse thought too. But since we're being so honest here and, and you, they can cancel me if they want to, these are my last episode. <laughs> yeah, you're, you've already canceled yourself. Yeah, I canceled bitch. myself. <laughs> exactly. Well, the last thing I wanted to do, and this is what I'm doing with all the guests, is that I know you're going to be devastated because I know you're a daily listener of this show. So I know you're yes. going to be completely devastated that you're not going to hear me every day, although you're going to f- mend your broken heart with Rose. And that's going to be amazing. But yes. I have a my favorite book is 14,000 Things to Be Happy About. Oh. And I'm going to thumb through this book and you're going to tell me when to stop. And then I'm going to thumb okay. up and down the page and you're going to tell me when to stop. And I'm going to give you something to be happy about whenever you're sad that you're not listening to me on the radio. Ready? Okay. I like that. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm thumbing, thumbing through. <laughs> I'm thumbing through. Tell me not when the to first stop. time you've done that this week. Oh, stop okay. it. Can you hear it. Stop. Okay. Left or right? Let's do left. Oh my God. First of all, let me tell you, there's like an image every 20 pages, like a hand-drawn sketch. And the uh-huh. sketch on this page is a rat. Oh. It's awful. Okay, I'm going up and down. Can you hear it? I'm going up and down. You tell me when to stop. Stop. Crafts to sell. Crafts to sell. Like a craft fair. <laughs> That's something to be happy about. When you have crafts to sell. Whenever you're missing me, like, let's, Matthew. Let's re-thumb. Let's re-thumb. <laughs> okay, one more. We'll give you two things. You're greedy. Okay. Yeah. Tell me when to stop. One one for Tori, one for Rose, one for Mariah, yeah. one for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plenty. Okay, I'm thumbing. Stop. Okay, left or right? Let's go right. Okay, yeah, left better. was a mistake. Better. Okay, going up and down. Uh, stop. Okay. Stop. 
you're not going to believe this. The children's latest school crafts projects. <laughs> you know what I take that to mean is that when I'm missing you, I just have to be inspired by all the creative genius yes. I know you have and have involved me in. And I will then use that uh, to make art, to, to make, make crafts. art myself. To make crafts. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You need to take up knitting. I'll think of something else. Needlework. <laughs> yeah. Painting. I'd rather glue popsicle sticks together. Yeah. Popsicle stick art. Oh my God. You should do like nude male sculptures in popsicle Bring it back, stick. Honestly. Yeah. That's not like, a bad idea. That's a really kind of genius idea. It's like wood out of wood. <gasps> you know what's sweet though is one of the first times I ever went to New York was with you when we were doing America's Next Top Bottom oh, yeah. at the Fringe Festival. And I went to, uh, what is it, MoMA, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. MoMA and was mesmerized by this piece of art that I had seen by Vija Selmans, I believe. Uh-huh. I'm probably totally mispronouncing her name. Someone, this woman who takes like a, a charcoal or like pencil and basically covers the entire page and then creates an image by erasing. Oh. And it was, oh my gosh, this is actually really sort of freaky now that I'm thinking about it. It was a, of a picture dolphin. of waves. She <gasps> does, she only does well, she doesn't only do, but it was this entire series of waves and oh. ocean. And it, to this day, I actually, this is really blowing my mind, actually. I can't believe we didn't talk about this before. But speaking of the crafts and the arts and the fact that we thumbed twice up and down, left and right. And you and got crafts both, both times. Crafts both times is making me think of our trip to New York, which made me think of going to MoMA for the first time, which made me think of seeing this piece of art, who then I have followed this artist and finally bought a piece, uh, not a real one because they're super expensive, <laughs> But this print from a gallery in uh, Los Angeles wow. a few years ago before the pandemic. And that was like in 2018, I think. Wow. Just took it to get framed last week. What? Yeah. Because it's been sitting in my closet, you know, and I've I've been waiting. And so I took it out. And, and now wow. I will. And I and any, anytime I look at one of these pieces, I think of that trip. I think of that moment. I think of that inspiration. And then I ultimately think of you. And here we are uh-huh. talking about a song, The Water Spirit. Yes, the power of dolphinology. And that's right. And being told to focus on the crafts. Yes, focus on the arts and the crafts. You need to be an artist. Yeah. I mean, you already are an I, artist. I am an artist. You are an artist. A very talented actor. Matthew, where can people find you online? Promote your my clubhouse. My Instagram handle is... <laughs> oh, yeah. int- Actually, I think, I think my clubhouse handle is the same. Martinez Hannon. M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. Yeah. H-A-N-N-O-N. I don't have any posts, but I will engage via stories <laughs> and messages. Because, you know, I can't commit to anything, I guess. You're right. The last time we saw each other wasn't in 2021. It was in 2022 when we were at Tory at the Tory concert. And then I went I went you had me so graciously back to your apartment, which was an apartment you were house sitting. And yes, I got to use yes. a Dyson hairdryer for the very first time. And now I want one. Um, I and know. We, you met my friend Joe. Yes. Joe yeah. and I still message on Instagram. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Follow Martinez Hannon on Instagram and then the clubhouse that you do. Explain the clubhouse. Yeah. So the clubhouse uh came about also as a result of the pandemic um it is called for the love of britney and it (laughs) is uh co-hosted with one of my very dear friends marion adele van noppen what a great name 
mm. who's based out of New York. So this is a way for us to stay connected. And, you know, she was like, I want to host a clubhouse. What should we do? And I was like, well, you love Britney Spears and I love pop music. So let's just talk about that. But we really use Britney Spears and certain aspects from her career or song titles or what have you as jumping off point to then just sort of let a free flow conversation happen. Mm. There's games, there's songs played. We've thrown in some karaoke sometimes, which Marion absolutely hates, but it's also <laughs> the best. Because if you've ever had 17 people singing a Britney Spears song karaoke style with delays that happen inherently <laughs> using teletechnology, it's amazing. Um, That's toxic. Yeah, that is toxic. <laughs> Britney Spears uh, and Outrageous. She recently released her memoir, as you know, which you've read. Yes, all the way um, through one sitting. And we are, uh, Marion and I are now back doing uh, For the Love of Britney book club. Oh. So we're reading about 25 pages a week. And then we come on the show and discuss all the pages and, that we've read and stories and play songs and do fun Mad Lib games and, and all that stuff. For the Love of Britney on Clubhouse. Yes, it still exists. Speak her name, Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Spaces yeah. she's not in. Uh, yeah. And this they started this Clubhouse prior to The Woman in Me. This was years ago and I've been on it. I yeah. loved that Clubhouse yeah. for a minute. I loved yeah. it. Then I hated the platform, so I quit Clubhouse. I well, with one minute left on the clock, Matthew, thank you for being on the show. And we're going to listen to, I guess, Secret by Madonna. Yeah, let's do it. Bye. Bye. I saw a sign and I'm going to do it. Oh.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.